So you didn't get the jackpot. No, to make a, a short story short, <laughs> so we didn't. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, Marvel Properties get some release dates later this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Ghost Riders coming to TV after all. Maybe. And we're maybe. talk about that. Uh, did we watch Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition? <laughs> Question and mark. More? Yes. And more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to, to, on the intro there, Mike, you sound like you had just rolled out of bed. Yeah, we were um, we were out late last night uh, at uh, the good old DMB, the Dave and Buster's, uh, playing mm, some arcade solid. games. Uh, we got addicted to a couple of them. We were there longer than we should, but also we found out, um, that the, you know, like inside of Dave and Buster's, you know, they, they have like the main bar for adults that they can go up to, but they also kind of have like a, a, a bar on the floor, basically just some dude with a cart. So we found out that that dude was making the drinks super strong. And we were in like the heart of like Hollywood. Like we were literally in like touristy, super high density Hollywood, you know, boulevard and everything. So you would expect everything around there to be really expensive. But like Dave and Buster's knows what they're doing. I think they're just like, we're going to have normally priced drinks because then people will spend all their money on the overly priced arcade games. So like this dude was just like, I went over there and I was like, oh, can I get like a, a, a whiskey ginger? So like he puts it, puts the glass out, he tips over the bottle of Jameson, and I'm just like, oh, I don't think he's gonna stop. And he goes up until like just nearly the brim. And he takes out like his like little can of like Canada Dry, and he's just like, Shh. he's like, there you go. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And it was like seven dollars, which I'm sure there's places out there, people listening, they're like seven dollars for a drink. That's insane. But uh, out here in LA, that's that's a that's a good deal. <laughs> like I just imagine him having kind of like one of those old banaca like spray canisters of like Canada Dry <laughs> spritzing on top of the liquor, <laughs> just a nice light coating. He was he was killing dry. it with his tips. His tip jar was like loaded out to the max. He was he was he was doing a good job. He knew what he was doing. So that sounds so, fun. Yeah. Well, while you were out drinking in LA, I was at a dry <laughs> wedding in Kentucky. <laughs> Um, I still, I, we, we managed to find some fun in there and, 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 and poke fun at some stuff, but uh, that was definitely, um, two opposite ends of the spectrum, I suppose, yeah, for, no, for each of us. No kidding. A dry, a dry wedding. Like I, I either feel like that's gotta be for some sort of a, a faith reasons or financial reasons. I can't imagine there's another reason to do that. I would, I'd say it might be, it might be both. Um, <laughs> but what's really sad is I, I'm, I'm like, these are people are video game people and they like old Nintendo stuff. Like they, they uh-huh. love Nintendo consoles and I have a flask around here somewhere that's shaped like a Nintendo cartridge. Oh, it's it the same agreed. size as a Nintendo cartridge. I could, it says drunk hunt on it and I should have been <laughs> drinking out of that the whole time. So. I think, th- I think they would have appreciated it, but I mean, this I we, I don't know if we usually do segues in the riffraff section, but I think that's a good mm. segue to talk about your own wedding that's coming up. Yes, yes, six days. Uh, I will be having my own wedding festivities uh, down here, and you'll yeah. be here. You'll be in town with yes, me. Yes, we'll be in person. I'll be able to, to to take sight of you with my own eyes, 
and uh, I'll be able to confirm that you are not just an artificial intelligence program <laughs> put yes, on I, by some uh, giant company. <laughs> I am a Google experiment, guys. That's all I am. I, I have an algorithm that gets this news for us. And yeah. I mean, I saw you. I saw you about a uh, you know a couple months ago. I think back it's, in in the winter time around December. It's like but, thing, I think it was Thanksgiving. Were you in for Thanksgiving uh, or Christmas? I, don't, I think it was Christmas. But who knows what could have happened to you by then? You you could have been replaced by a sentient being or something like that. Some sort I, of robot. I, pro- I probably was but what, we are <laughs> but we are still planning on i guess doing an episode next week i mean yes. i i i gave you a hundred percent out i said the the audience and myself will be totally fine if we take a week off but you said mm-hmm. no the, the, <laughs> you the said show no <laughs> must go on yes uh, so so I, it's I, gonna be interesting because i i mean we're it, i'm gonna take notes throughout the week you know keep track of our news but it's gonna be a free-for-all uh, it'll definitely be you and me, but I mean, some of the groomsmen might be there. Uh, whoever else might want to join in. It's just going to kind of be, I guess, a roundtable discussion of the news. Yeah, this will be like a, it'll be a wild card episode. I'm still, I'm still going to preface and say there's a chance that there might not be anything, <laughs> or if there is, yeah. it'll be late because Chris does all of the audio stuff. He does the he does the editing and he does the posting. So I don't know when it's going to get up there. You're jet setting off to to Disney World like right afterwards. So if, if I have to do it and put it up that Friday night right after we record, I'll do it. Like nothing's going to stop the show from going, in my opinion, except, you know, um, uh, my, my significant other saying, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, but so, I think she'll be OK with it. I mean, so, who knows? We don't know. It's a like you said, it's a wild card weekend. And that's yeah. Wild card. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, we'll just have to see what shapes up with episode 78. But just letting everybody know it's going to be a little weird next week. Just it watch is. it. We'll probably get the most groundbreaking news our podcast could <laughs> ever cover next week, and we just got a bunch of like, <laughs> got a bunch of goons in a room around a microphone. <laughs> yeah, and we've been drinking probably by that point, so mm-hmm. I mean, it'll definitely interesting. So I, I look forward to having some fun. Yeah, regardless. But, yeah, but this is your. I guess this will be your second to last podcast as a single man. Yes. Uh, we'll 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 do all the all the normal um, groomsmen hazing and stuff uh, on the next podcast, I guess. But it, this this is wedding week. You mm-hmm. you are in the week of your wedding now because it is Sunday. It is the beginning of the week, so yes. I, I'm ready. I'm excited. I will I will see you in person on on Friday. It's gonna be yes, fun. I'm really excited. And tomorrow's Fourth of July. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I forgot. If you guys aren't for- listening on Monday. Like, <laughs> I have a shit ton of fireworks. I'm about to let off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I forgot. There's a national holiday. There was a, a meme making a, making the rounds a couple days ago. I think it's still out there. That basically said, "Hey, let's watch that video of fireworks that I took last year." It said <laughs> yeah. nobody ever. So exactly. when you go out to your fireworks show this week, um, you may have gone there already. But just put your phone away. Like, there's like there's no smartphone out there that's gonna capture. Uh, fireworks as as awesome as they are, and even if you had like a super high end camera recording fireworks, nobody even wants to watch that. I I don't care if someone took takes like an eight K like red camera to record fireworks. I don't care. The whole point about fireworks is like being there in person. So mm-hmm. um, I agree with that to an extent. However, um, an iPhone has a slow motion camera mic, and have you ever lit a firework in slow motion? Okay, before so it? that that's different. If you're doing like <laughs> if you're doing ground level stuff, like one firework <laughs> at a time. But if you're at a fireworks show, okay, like, no, okay. put put that away. No one cares. Like this is like, and they don't even the shows don't even last that long anyway. So it's just like every second you have your phone out, you're like wasting your money no. or wasting well, your time. <laughs> I'm pure ground level, and I will probably be uploading these videos as I go tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> 
because um, because a lot of them are actually daytime fireworks too. I get a lot with color, uh, so okay. there's like colors and smoke trails, and you know, uh, really excited, really fun for that uh, holiday <laughs> weekend. So if you guys are listening to us on Monday uh, with you know you got us blaring around your grill with everybody else listening, oh, thank you. But if not, I hope you had a good Fourth of July. Yeah. So don't blow off any fingers. Please be responsible. Don't hold those fucking Roman candles. I know the urge is there. I did it when I was young, too. But it just takes one faulty Roman candle shot to blow your freaking hand off. So my uh, my mother-in-law is uh, used to work in the emergency uh, urgent care area for a hospital. And I believe she had a story about someone, like, literally like, blowing off part of their butt cheek or something. So <laughs> firework. I mean, like, just be responsible, people. Don't mix alcohol and fireworks. It's bad. Yeah, because cause you can't light the, the fireworks when they're in the alcohol, so just don't mix them at all. <laughs> That's true. You can't, I mean, and it's hard to light when you got one hand holding a beer and, you know, you got to hold the firework who's going to light it, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we, we've <laughs> thought this out. We're, we're, we know where we are. Yeah. But on that news, after the safety warning, let's get into the actual news oh, yeah, of that, the week. We, we are a news podcast after all, so We let's... do. We cover the breaking things. And first off, we're going to start off with Suicide Squad this week. Yeah. So, uh, a new theater, Sandy, is making the rounds, so mm-hmm. if you actually make it to the theater any time before this movie comes out, I think we got like a month left, maybe, uh, I believe it's a little month, mm-hmm. uh, there's a nice, bright, colorful theater, Sandy, that you can stand in and, and you know, be part of the squad, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, a little little weird on the poses for some of these, to be honest with you. Yeah, I saw uh, some of the... Um... I think I saw some of the uh, replies to this photo, and I guess some people don't like how Enchantress is basically splayed yeah. legs open, so in her metal bikini. So yeah, that's kind of a strange yeah. pose. But Amanda Waller being on this poster is a little weird. They they should have had the Joker, I think, in here. I think yeah, he's a big he's a big draw. But you know, whatever, it's bright, it's colorful. I mean, if I see one, I might uh, take a picture of it with it. I don't know yet. I haven't really got that far. So, um, but yeah, there's that out there. And then also we want to go on record. We talked about the runtime last week. Um, the, the director, David Ayer nixed that after we actually reported it and said, no, it's not like an hour and like 40 minutes. The new runtime is supposedly two hours and 10 minutes. Uh, I take the, that. I, I take that as a, uh, uh, bad news in my, in my, uh, aspect. Cause last week I talked about, I like the idea of like a an action superhero brawl all out movie being like under two hours, like close actually to a classic ninety minute runtime, because I was like, oh, this is gonna be a really frenetic type of movie where we're always gonna be going and jumping, and when it's over, I'm gonna be like, oh, I want to get back on the ride. So, yeah, I guess two hours okay. It you know at least it's not like two and a half hours, like are approaching the three hour mark of a movie that we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, okay. I, th- I think I think it'll be two hours. Uh, without credits so i think that's okay we gotta take in credits on the runtime um i again i kind of lean a little more towards deadpool i mean i i like this movie to deadpool it has was an hour 48 and i think mm-hmm. that's a perfect runtime so um I, I i agree with you but at the same time like okay it's whatever it's not horribly long we got to um, make sure we have enough yeah. minutes in the movie so we can see scuba batman because he's got his own pop vinyl now so apparently he's going to be a big enough deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, pop vinyls are huge deals, Mike. And if you find that Doctor Strange one at San Diego, you let me know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just a reminder, weekly reminder. But um, that brings us to talk about something great. Scoop of Batman, regular Batman, a three-hour movie. We watched Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the ultimate edition this weekend. Yes, we did. I laid down 20 whole dollars because I had no opportunity to rent the movie, and I didn't want to illegally steal it. 
So Warner Brothers got twenty more dollars for me. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do a, a spoiler cast. So that will be yes. A, that will be a separate uh, separate uh, audio file, if you will, to be technical in your podcast feed. So I you know I guess if you don't want it spoiled, uh, we're not gonna talk about it here. But we'll talk about all the all the additional scenes and what we thought. But um, initial impression wise, I think. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna repeat what everybody has been saying that like if you didn't like the movie this is not gonna help but if you did like the movie you might like it even more so I'm kind of on the same page there. Yeah, uh, so I mean I watched it last night and I think um, again this is not uh, we we get a lot uh, of shit because people think we hate DC we don't hate DC we de- we hate bad movies mm-hmm. um, and what I I I can say from this is that I've. I've watched it, like, depending on your view, view of the original film, mm-hmm. old issues remain. Like, problems I still had before still are there, but the flow of this movie, I think, is a lot smoother, and the film is more, um, I guess, you can ingest it a little better as a whole. Yeah. Uh, from start to finish, it, it's a much more cohesive film, but we'll talk about this in the spoiler cast, is the Ultimate Edition is purely additional scenes, Whereas I wish they could have taken some out of the movie and, and kind of seen like I want to see like an original cut of the film, yeah, I see like, what you're like a, a new cut um, that maybe helped clear everything up. So um, yeah, they did. They just added more to it, and yeah, that's okay, that's cool. But um, we'll talk about it on the spoiler cast a little bit. And, and again, our goal for this was not to hate it, but take an objective look at the movie and and what I guess is considered the final version of yeah. the, the movie. Yeah, I, I would I would tune in because uh, I would tune into the spoiler cast because people have our opinions on it now. But also, this will be also a little unique because we'll review it a little bit from a standpoint of just it was my second time watching it too. So it was a bit of a rewatch with some new stuff. So, but yeah, if you want to know more about uh, uh, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition, the longest title ever, <laughs> tune into uh, the little spoiler cast. Probably won't be as long as some of the other ones, but we thought it was interesting enough at least from the yeah. standpoint of new content so yeah surprise spoiler cast Woo! like the best surprises right <laughs> right okay all right well just uh batman v superman sets up uh the justice league which is actually our next topic here you know segue uh-huh. uh the rumor for justice league right now is that jared leto is filming cameo as a joker in the uk this past week oh okay uh, he, he flew out there uh, to the studio i guess or in the area of the studio for like a 24-hour trip uh-huh. um and my assumption is, you know, a 24-hour trip for a small cameo in the movie probably makes a little sense. You know, you know, uh, you know one thing that just popped in my head now that I'm thinking about this. Lay it on me. So in the in our in our DC universe that we have now, um, Batman and the Joker have been around for a while. They've been uh, bumping cuffs uh, for a while, fisty cuffs, if you will. And I don't know how old Jared Leto is. Uh, I assume he is younger than Ben Affleck, but maybe not by a whole lot. But it just seems to me like he's a lot younger. Maybe just because you know, you you know him a lot from like being in like a band or something like that. But he, it, it, he is forty four, and Ben Affleck is forty three. Oh wow, he's older. You're wrong. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because I was just about to say it seems weird that we have this older grizzled Batman and such a younger Joker. But I think that just all goes to the makeup and the Jared Leto's baby face. So anyway, we can just scrap all that because I guess uh, chronolo- <laughs> chronologically with the actors it works fine. 
But uh, okay, I'm glad you looked that up for me. Now, now I feel a little bit better because I was just like, man, the Joker. He he just looks like he just looks like so slick, and he looks like he's in like his like like early 30s and like the Suicide Squad. And I was just like, how has he been terrorizing Gotham and Batman for like decades? I was like, okay, whatever, it works now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're the same age by a year. So I mean, if if we're to believe the ep- the TV show Gotham, they're the same age or, or close to it, right? So <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of works out, but um, yeah. So I mean, the fact that he's filming a cameo for Justice League, I mean, sure, I guess. Um, we haven't seen him in Suicide Squad yet, but I, I think you know they might be playing on the history of Batman a little bit. Maybe the history of Batman um, ties into the Justice League a little yeah, bit. I think that's one thing that the that the DC universe really has going for them since they've done this unique thing of kind of shifting the timeline towards like the latter half of the DC history. So they can kind of do a lot of they can bring a lot of things up from the past so they don't necessarily have to like worry about origin stories so much like like oh well we don't necessarily have to have an origin story about Robin because we could basically just bring in that kind of character through the Red Hood or something like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that idea so I, I like the idea of this past of the Joker being out there so. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll explore it and see some in Suicide Squad, maybe into the Justice League a little more. So that's a rumor right now. Whether it comes true or not, we'll let you know. Uh, I guess when the movie comes out. I yeah. So that brings us over to some DC TV news. Supergirl is a show coming to the CW this fall for season two. Mm-hmm. The first episode of season two is called "The Adventures of Supergirl," which is a throwback to the Adventures of Superman comic book titles. Mm-hmm. Um, what that reveals means nothing to me, except for <laughs> it was tweeted. By uh, David Harwood, who plays Martian Manhunter in the show, confirming his return to the show, which is kind of on the rocks because his CG to bring him to life is a little expensive. Mm. And and we know the C- CBS might have the money for that kind of effects, but does the CW? <laughs> Hell no, they definitely do not. So we'll have to see what they end up doing there. But I, I think that as for the title, The Adventures of Supergirl, since it sounds... Since it sounds very kind of like straightforward and very like classic name, it sounds like they're kind of like setting themselves up for maybe a, a refresh a little bit. You know, like season three of The Flash is called Flashpoint. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. big, very telling title of what's happening in the beginning of season three of Flash. This one's just kind of ambiguous, kind of like, hey, Adventures of Supergirl. So it sounds like we're going to settle into the CW universe and, you know, just kind of ease in. Yeah, we don't have a big event from Supergirl to pull a name from, so we're going to go with this one. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing other than the fact Martian Manhunter's coming back. He's always intrigued me the most about the show, and if I were to sit down and, and binge it, that would he would be the reason why. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. And you're right, Flash Season 3 is coming up, and we have some casting news for that. Mm-hmm. And this this might be a little exciting for our Harry Potter fans out there, is Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter, has joined the cast as a series regular for Season 3. Man, I think that's awesome, and I was really happy to see series regular, too, because that means he's really being added to this universe. And we all know he's he, he knows what he's doing. He's been in uh, several, several Harry Potter movies, um... Uh, Eight of them, to be exact. Yeah, I don't know if maybe his movie career just didn't go exactly where he thought it would after Harry Potter. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, a lot of the kids that were in that movie haven't really gone on to do a whole lot else, like really groundbreaking and shattering. I think Tom Felton was in one of the Planet of the Apes movies. I think it was the James Franco one. So, but either way, The Flash is awesome, and I, that's a great choice for him to be joining that. But I think if I remember right, he's he's going to play another crime scene investigator. 
Yes, he's another CSI in this new Flashpoint universe. He thinks uh, Barry, all all this stuff is is a little too convenient, and I think he he's suspicious of Barry, but like in like not like he's a bad person, but like he's got something hidden. Uh-huh. So uh, he'll probably be someone to find out who the Flash is and and be working towards it internally. Yeah, and maybe w- Barry will not end up working for the police department at some point. I don't know. Flashpoint universe opens a lot of doors. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of of the character that Tom Felton is going to be playing, just because I feel like, especially in the CW universe, along with Arrow, like, once you get a couple seasons in, they just don't care who finds out secret identities anymore. It's just not a big deal if someone finds out. And then, actually, a lot of the times you forget who knows and who doesn't know. And I feel like the Flash is kind of approaching that a little bit where just like people just are randomly finding out he's the flash now and it's just a little like hey let's dial it back it's a secret identity you got to keep it secret so maybe maybe they'll kind of hammer down the idea with tom felton that like oh you got to keep your identity secret you know people are starting to figure it out you got to be more careful so yeah or, or they might not even know because i mean with barry's mom being around in the second season theoretically <laughs> who knows who's who knows if, who's the flash and who's not i don't know yeah. i'm really confused i want to see more gosh flash get here sooner <laughs> so uh so that that's cool speaking of harry potter we're gonna this is the best segue i ever found this week <laughs> fantastic be somewhere to find them okay mm-hmm. the movie that's coming out um the jk rowling the the writer for harry potter in the movie has written the sequel script for this movie already awesome. before the first one's even out so when this movie was announced, me and my wife had pretty in-depth conversations about where we thought the Harry Potter cinematic universe was going to be going because Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a very, very small book in the Harry Potter universe just talking about magical creatures and, and basically who they are and where to find them. So it's basically kind of like a, a textbook. It's a pokey deck. It's a pokey deck. Yeah, ex- exactly. So they've managed to turn this into a movie. So me and my wife were talking. We are just like, well, they're definitely not going to just make one movie. They're not going to return to this universe just to make one movie. Um, but then we, we were operating off the assumption also that they were only going to go off of what has been written. You know, uh, we didn't think there would be any more new material. But what I've noticed is uh, huge Harry Potter fans already know this. Uh, I'm just very briefly getting aware of that it exists is the website Pottermore, which is basically the official Harry Potter website where J.K. Rowling just every once in a while just hops up on the website and just writes brand new canon for the series, which is amazing because that just that just doesn't happen. People just don't do that. People don't just add canon to a universe basically through like official blog posts, but she does, and I think that's awesome. So apparently lately she's been writing these lengthy um, these lengthy stories about wizarding schools in North America, like in that time in the past. So she's just totally fleshing out this American wizarding universe. So it sounds like we're going to have plenty of material to go off of going forward uh, with more Harry Potter movies. So I, that makes me feel good. And she's writing it. So we don't have to mm. worry about them somehow construing a little tiny, like 50 page book, you know, into a, a, a whole movie. So this is all good news. Yeah, and, and I guess that textbook is a little different because this is about the guy who wrote that textbook as yeah. well, mm-hmm. and so that's good. And then you know, there's a play following up the after years of the Harry Potter characters, um, like once like the main kids had kids. Uh-huh. Uh, Harry Potter's just blowing up right now. Um, it's kind of like early Star Wars, I guess, eighties, nineties Star Wars, like expanded universe kind of stuff. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? 
and I just I just think it's really cool to see all that. Yeah, I just love how the creator is just like, you know, most of the time people are just like, oh, I really want to diversify. I don't want people to think of me as just the person that only does Harry Potter. But it's just like she like lives in that universe in her mind. She knows everything about it. So I love that she's just like, screw it. I'm just going to write more because I really like it. So it makes me curious. It says that there is a sequel completed, but I wonder if it'll actually be called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2. Because that's a really long title and weird. It makes me think that maybe they'll just maybe rename it. Maybe it'll be something totally different. Like maybe, because I think another book is like called like Tales of Beetle the Bard or something. So maybe that's, it'll just be called Beetle the Bard. I don't know. Yeah, they, 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 I mean the Harry Potter books have always been like Harry Potter and the such and such. And everyone calls them by their, their subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, it, you never hear Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You say, oh, the Sorcerer's Stone book. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they'll probably go with that. And, and, and keep that going forward. So. If I if I remember right, uh, your wife is a big Harry Potter Harry Potter fan, right? Yes, she is. All right, so and my and, well, she is going to be your wife soon, uh, and my wife is too. So I think when this movie comes out, we should get them both in front of a microphone and see what they think. Oh yeah, uh, that'll that'll be uh, an experiment to be to end all experiments. But yes, <laughs> I definitely agree. Let's let's just put them down and have them talk it out. Uh, or maybe you know maybe they'll start their own Harry Potter podcast. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna open that up. Open oh that man, I feel I feel like uh, there's already been so many names probably riffed already for the, those like the Potter podcast or just call it the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just we, those call it Potter more. That's yeah. they'll just they'll take it right from the website. And just yeah, go just from there. we're taking it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's okay. We're gonna talk about something else. Your wife is a fan of. She's a big Star Trek fan, right? Uh, yeah, of the original series. Original series, not not so much the new stuff, but I know she's a big original series fan. She's a big fan of Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. and that's going to talk about the new upcoming Star Trek film, ah, uh, Star you, Trek you, Beyond. You managed to segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, the third trailer dropped this week, uh, which is more of a trailer for Rihanna's new single or new <laughs> album or something like that. Um, I liked it. I mean, it's it's an okay trailer. I mean, I I just need to see the movie at this point because I'm seeing a lot of the same footage. Mm-hmm. And um, I just need to see the movie and, and get it out of there. But the biggest news that they did this week for Star Trek is confirmed that this new timeline they've created mm-hmm. is called the Kelvin timeline. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's not a sciencey name. That's because the father of Kirk's ship was the Kelvin or something like that. Okay, I, di- I didn't realize that they were uh, a time. I didn't know Star Wars, the Star, not the Star Trek universe organized everything by timelines. But all right, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> well, I, I think I mean I think they they do because of the um, the first Star Trek movie in this new rebooted universe set a new timeline uh-huh. and that's where they kind of can retell everything and it's a whole new universe without technically messing everything up. Uh-huh. I I don't know. It doesn't negate the old Star Trek. It just created a new one as well. Hey, what what whatever works. But yeah, like you said, the new trailer is just more of the same. We get it. They they go out into space to explore. Something attacks the ship. The ship crash lands. They end up on this uh, unfamiliar planet. Ad- adventure ensues. So that's basically all we have. I don't really know. Like I don't know if the entire movie's on the planet. If there's planet hopping, what exactly is going on? But uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, we'll have to see how it works. Well, I guess I mean Star Trek's great, but I'm looking forward to the Wolverine three. To Ooh, be honest, yes, the Wolverine, which may or may not be Hugh Jackman's last attempt as Wolverine. Yes. We've had some rumors lately. Makes me think that maybe he's not quite uh, hanging up the the cape, the the proverbial cape. <laughs> the, the claws? You mean? The yeah, claws? the claws. Yeah, I should have just said claws. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I mean, you don't have to know how he looks. It's all right. You, you just know you like. You him. can't. You can't hang up claws. That makes no sense. 
You you don't know. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, for the Wolverine three, it's been confirmed that Cliff Martinez uh, is to score the film, and he's done uh, movies such as Drive. Probably, I I mean, if anything, that that movie soundtrack sticks out in my head like anything else about mm-hmm. that movie. Um, but I'm really excited. I mean, that that was really the key point there. The guy from Drive is doing the music for the Wolverine three. Yeah, I mean, if anything, when we talk about scores for movie, we just use that as an opportunity to talk about the movie. <laughs> yeah, really, really, it, it's true. That and you know other movies they've done. So if you like Drive and or haven't watched Drive, uh, at least listen to the soundtrack. Uh, it was really big whenever I was doing my last student films in college, and a lot of people you know use that as a reference point for mm-hmm. for some of their movies. So um, definitely excited for that. And speaking of uh, people who have been in. I guess X-Men movies. Um, Kingsman <laughs> 2, The Golden Circle, has added Vinnie Jones, uh, who was the, Juggernaut in the, the last... The Juggernaut, bitch! The, yes, it, <laughs> nothing like that at all. But yeah, uh, Vinnie Jones, uh, also seen in other movies such as um, Eurotrip and, <laughs> and uh, Snatch. I really like the movie Snatch uh, from from back in the 90s there with Brad Pitt. But uh, mm-hmm. I, Vinnie Jones and Kingsman 2, this, this cast for this movie keeps growing and kind of, I guess, impressing me. For the Golden Circle, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Are you are you excited to see it? <laughs> I mean, obviously, it, it, he's not going to be the Juggernaut in the Golden Circle, so it's basically just like actor you haven't seen in a while to be in, in to be in Kingsman Two of the Golden Circle. He looks like a he looks like he's going to be like um, maybe maybe he's going to be like a bad guy. I don't know. He's got such a bad guy uh, mystique look to him so i feel like uh he's gonna be some sort of like uh maybe like second in command i don't know who the big bad's gonna be in the golden circle it'd be hilarious if it was elton john maybe well, maybe it, maybe he's elton john's crony <laughs> i think it's julian moore is is the bad guy oh is it yeah i think she's the villain oh I, I figured she'd be some sort of like spy director or something like that i think that's Halle berry oh oh this is so confusing there's <laughs> a lot of people in this movie <laughs> a lot of them have been x-men to be honest here so um, yeah, it's Kingsman a- 2, I don't know, I'm excited for it. I want to see more, I want to learn more, but, I mean, Kingsman 1 kind of went under everyone's radar during production and marketing, mm-hmm. so um, I want to keep this one on top of our notes for next oh, time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that, that's a good one. Uh, have you been watching Preacher, Mike? I am two episodes into Preacher, so I would say I have a, a decent idea of what I'm, it's like. I am four episodes in, and the fifth one was last week, the sixth one today. I think there's only seven or eight in this season. Probably. Yeah, they're they're getting close. Um, what do you think so far? I mean, I just want to get your your hook on this. I mean, I don't know a lot of people who's watched this show just yet, but I want to know what do you think, Mike? So I really like the the weirdness of it. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. When uh when I sat down to watch the first episode, just like they they do this whole storytelling thing where they basically leave you in the dark for a lot of the things that have gone on in the past and what exactly is going on during the present. So the whole time you have all these questions like what the hell is going on? But mm-hmm. the, it's just so weird, like these weird bizarre things that'll happen totally out of place of the setting of the town that the preacher is in. Uh, and it's just it's just really um, it's just really bizarre there's this there's this very comical like uh, plane fight crash scene that happens uh, in the first episode that's very cra- that's very crazy uh, there's just there's bodies literally exploding <laughs> that, yeah. that that just ca- catch you totally off guard 
it's very una- it's very unapologetic. It doesn't say here we're gonna explain this for you step by step. Mm-hmm. It's like this is how, what's going on, and just go for the ride because this is everybody. Everything in this town is is not quite what it seems. Yeah, and, and I I really enjoy it. I think that I guess it, to me it's kind of like a Breaking Bad of comic book movies. Yeah, are you all caught up on the show? I'm one episode behind. I, okay, um, so so you're definitely further than me, but I really I really enjoy the characters for the most part. I mean, the the guy that plays Cletus is just th- hilarious. He's just he's very entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. Dominic Cooper is just awesome. I love Dominic Cooper. He, I mean, he doesn't he's not really playing anything totally like off the wall in this show, but uh, I've always really enjoyed him. And then uh, what uh, the woman that played Raina Ruth Nega. Yeah, she uh, she's great. She she puts on an accent like this kind of Southern Belle accent that you would not expect her character to have in this show. You figured she just would have like you know she could have just played it to her straight normal voice, but yeah, everything's just like it's really entertaining. Like there's a scene in the first episode where she builds like a makeshift bazooka, and it just like Mm -hmm. makes no sense. But you're just like it doesn't matter. This is just really weird and hilarious. Yeah, so um, I, I really like the first season. I, I, I can't wait to watch episodes four and five, or I guess five and six now. Um, but, I mean, it's got uh, the guy who played Rorschach in it as, as one of the characters. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, they just keep unveiling more layers to this, and it's, it's that good. But AMC has renewed it for a second season, which I'm really, really glad to hear, actually. Nice. I love that. Uh, you don't... I mean, a lot of shows now do get at least second seasons, but nothing this kind of dark and violent um, usually gets that far, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm really, really happy with Preacher. I've not read the original source material, so I'm not going to pretend to. Yeah, yeah, neither have I. I have no idea if they're adapting the comic well or properly, but... Uh, From I, what I've heard, is this is all stuff before the first comic takes place oh really so, so this is kind of like a little prequel era kind of thing so oh that that's even cooler i love that idea yeah so um and somebody you know seth rogan is a big proponent of the show i think it's his baby yeah. he's, he's producing it and that they're just knocking it out of the park yeah so. i'm pretty sure he wrote and directed the first the first episode too so yeah he's all in that's awesome yeah i'm great glad to hear it so if you get to watch preacher uh amc or i guess anywhere you can rent slash buy television shows I we'd recommend it. uh star wars episode eight no segue got nothing for that. um the filming confirms to wrap july 22nd uh-huh. for the movie which makes me think they could make that may may of next year release if they wanted to um oh. that's a long wait between you know filming and when the actual release is it's like a year yeah. and a half but honestly, I love the. I still really love the the Christmas time, uh, the winter holiday Star Wars. I love having that big tentpole movie saved for the end of the year, because oh, like, yeah. you know, sometimes you just don't want to blow it all in the summer. Yeah, well, I get, this has come from uh, confirmation from um, uh, Mark Hamill, uh, who who you know plays Luke Skywalker, and apparently he's been on set the whole time, uh, which is great because. I wasn't sure we, how much of him we were going to get in this movie. We didn't need him the whole time. He just kind of hung around. <laughs> he yeah. likes he likes the 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 popcorn machine that we have on set. He you know, yeah. we're fine. We like him. He's just hanging out. Yeah, yeah we he's... we finished filming his stuff weeks ago. He's still here. <laughs> he was only there for a day. Can't get rid of him. Like yeah, he just... starts. He starts showing up in like the post production offices. Like they're like they're just doing like CG, and he's in just in the back corners. Like good job, guys, keep it up. He's kind of like one of those like I guess like uh, the place I get my haircut has a cat that lives outside, it's like a stray cat. But like yeah. they have a bed and that, like a little treat for it. He's kind of like a stray animal that just 
knows where the food is. Yeah, we so, never should have fed him. He never leaves now. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, which, if it filming wraps July twenty second, maybe they might have a San Diego Comic Con presence there. Ooh, that uh, would be cool. I feel like I don't know what they could reveal. You know, I feel like whatever it is, it could undercut Rogue One a little bit. You know. Well, the thing is, there's Star Wars Celebration Europe this year, where mm-hmm. they could both take things. However, they could give us a really long look. At, I mean, you showed Darth Vader for Rogue One, and you've got people's attention. Mm-hmm. You give them just a tease, Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber for Episode Eight, and you've got them again. So, yeah, that's I think true. You don't need a whole lot. I'm not talking a teaser trailer. Just give us an image, or you know, a little clip, a little like maybe like five seconds maximum. So. And it doesn't have to be movie footage. It could just be something they shot for it. But I could I could see maybe some official movie stills, something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Either way, uh, I'm excited for that 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 knowledge, and it kind of makes July that much more exciting uh, throughout the whole thing. Not just mm-hmm. the marriage, but I get to go to Disney, <laughs> and then we got Comic Con. So um, big big month for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited. Do you think they're going to bring any Spider-Man Homecoming stuff to Comic-Con? I mean, I I think it's possible. Okay, I think they would. I mean, they've been filming the movie for uh, a couple, I guess a month month now by the time they get there, maybe a little over a month. Um, And some of the filming has been taking place in what looks like Washington, D.C. So Mm -hmm. that means Spider-Man might actually leave New York for, you know, his second movie. I know he went to Germany in, in Civil War, but like in his own movies, he's always been in just New York. So you think like his school takes a trip to DC and he has to do something? Maybe. I mean, it makes me wonder, does some of the film actually take place in DC or are they just filming like on a street there? Well, they're not filming in DC. Like oh. they're, they're in Atlanta filming, <laughs> but it, it, it's set up to look like Washington DC. Okay, so technically he's just going to Atlanta. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know why Spidey needs to go into D.C. There's no, there's literally uh, a legal ban on tall buildings in D.C. So I don't know where he's going to be swinging around there. I guess maybe just he's just going to be going in circles around that Washington Monument. I, hey, hey, <laughs> he, there were no tall buildings at the airport in Germany. Yeah, he, I guess. He still did that. <laughs> uh, However, I mean, the only thing I can think of, Captain America spent a lot of time in D.C. Maybe. Um, Maybe he's at the Natural History Museum and Craven the Hunter's there. Ooh. Yeah, I know, that, it just popped in my head. That's, that's, that's a little wild, man. Calm down. Calm down <laughs> on these theories. We're going we're gonna to start an internet sensation. Uh, sensation. But I don't know. If he's in D.C., I mean, he leaves New York. That's cool with me. I mean, I don't think it'll, it's not going to make it worse. So, whatever. <laughs> I'm not offended. Okay, guys? I'm not offended by him going to D.C. Because <laughs> I know you guys were wondering if I was offended. And that brings us to, uh, actually, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man's first appearance. We have some big news for this. Okay. Um, Doctor Strange, sneak peek, will be included on the home release of the movie. Whoa, that's weird. That's weird. Why? That's why? That's weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's that's pretty normal. No, but it's weird, though, because, like, sneak peek, does that mean, like, it's a trailer? It's going to be some extended clips? Like, what's going on there? And it's just, like, all I'm thinking is, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it seems like a weird selling point, you know, because it's going to end up on the Internet, like, pretty much instantaneously as soon as people get their hands on it. Well, so a couple things here. Doctor Strange is a is a big gamble for marvel since nobody knows who he is um Mm -hmm. so they have to get out the word a little earlier and a lot of people will probably buy civil war uh and and maybe get their first introduction there 
Um, so the, the 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 description is that for this Doctor Strange clip, you go behind and beyond the scenes as Doctor Strange makes his journey to the big screen. So oh, we might okay. learn a little bit about him, and it's going to be a little bit of stuff. However, knowing that it comes on the home release, we also get the home release dates, which I know this is big for you because you can get <laughs> your digital copy, Mike, on September second. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. And I can get my Blu-ray combo pack on. September 13th. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it kind of sounds like this Doctor Strange sneak peek might gonna might be a little bit like, oh, we're going to bring in like a couple people from the Marvel like universe. We're just going to sit them down in a chair. We're going to ask them questions about Doctor Strange. Someone's going to like basically spew uh, some like history of the character, throw in some shots from the trailers. I imagine we would have a new trailer by the time this drops. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling uh, we're definitely we're probably going to get a Comic-Con trailer. Um, of Doctor Strange. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably what they're going to do. That makes more sense. And, and there will be behind-the-scenes footage included with that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's just like any of the other. This is not the first time Marvel's included a sneak peek on, on their stuff. So, um, I believe uh, Guardians has a an Age of Ultron, or, or maybe Winter Soldier has an Age of Ultron sneak peek that does yeah, the same okay. thing. Seem, so, okay, things seem less weird now. It just At first it sounded like they were going to premiere a Doctor Strange trailer on a DVD special feature, and I was like, ah, that seems weird, but this makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then lastly, um, the cover art for the DVD Blu-ray comic pack has released, and it's half red, half blue, and it's got the teams facing off, but there's a very notable exclusion from the cover. Still no Spider-Man. <laughs> Still no Spider-Man on the cover. I don't know if... It's like, if, trust me, everybody knows Spider-Man's in this movie. You're not saving anybody from spoilers. Just pop them in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what's really, like, sad to say his name's not even on the top of the movie. Like, I don't know what the marketing deal might be with Sony or something like that, but, like, they are just not pushing Spider-Man on this when they should be pushing Spider-Man on this Honestly, not that you bring it up, like, marketing deal-wise, that makes total sense. Because, honestly, I just would have imagined them putting Spider-Man, just his face on there, and that's it. Because, like, even though it's not indicative of the movie, it would sell it would sell copies just because, you know, Spider-Man's there. So, you know, uh, Paul, yeah, I think Paul, it's got to be there for some sort of Sony reason. Ant-Man is there, but Paul Rudd's not on the top either. Maybe you have mm. to have a certain amount of screen time before you get a credit. Yeah, because maybe. Because Paul Rudd had less screen time than Spider-Man. So maybe maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. Either way, Spider-Man is not on there. Paul Rudd's name's not on there. Two big draws that they should really be using. But uh-huh. I don't know. I'm going to buy it. They sold it to me. Oh, well. So we'll be picking that up in, in November and talking about that. And that brings us to another kind of Marvel news, I guess, here. I, I, I don't know how to talk about it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. We talked about this, I think it was last week. Uh, uh-huh. the, the, the chain train. It's really hard <laughs> to say. Uh, the casting calls for season four has gone out, and one is for a very attractive robot, which we <laughs> presume is Ada, the robot that we were teased at the end of season three. So, so do actors out there trying to get roles, do they just like look at themselves in the mirror and be like, yeah, I think I could play a robot. I look pretty mechanical. I should go in for yeah. this casting call. For for a robot, I'm pretty attractive, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are agents, you know, they're, they're typing in these keywords on all their, <laughs> all their resumes and stuff. So there's that, but also an interesting note is here is there's a pair of Latino brothers, one mm-hmm. of whom is always the most dangerous person in the room, and the other is paralyzed in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Now, at just first glance, that doesn't mean anything at all until you start thinking about Marvel Comics and that, you know, we've talked about these flaming chains. There are a pair of Latino brothers in the Marvel Comics, one of whom is a uh, 
you know, street mechanic slash racer, and the other is paralyzed in a wheelchair, and the mechanic is Ghost Rider, is the all-new Ghost Rider in the comic books. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't know a whole lot about the all-new Ghost Rider until, like, I think last year, where I went to a Comic-Con panel of the guy who did, who basically drew the new Ghost Rider. He kind of designed the new character design and everything, so that kind of put the new Ghost Rider on my radar, and then when you popped this up in the show notes, I was just like, oh, that's awesome. I actually never thought about, like, if they bring Ghost Rider in, they could bring in the new Ghost Rider. And that's actually really amazing. So this, like, this is almost like too many coincidences not to mm. think that we're going to get Ghost Rider. We get the obvious chain iconography, which yes. even even if that was supposed to be for that Australian character in Hellfire. last season, they had to have known that people would think Ghost Rider when they plaster only chains all over the place. And then this casting call goes out. But the only thing that makes me a little wary is, is this a brand new casting call? Like, did they really put all these this chain and Ghost Rider secret stuff out there and they haven't even cast the freaking guy yet? <laughs> well, yes, uh, and, and I think so because, again, they haven't cast Ada, and, and Ada was teased in the very last season episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what their production schedule is. Uh, I know, I think it premieres in um, late September, October era. So they have all of July and August to film. Um Again, it's not like a movie where they film them all and then then release them. So I don't know what it is, but uh, this 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 casting call uh, was recent, as far as I know. As yeah, far as just, I know, so. yeah, it's just really strange. It's, it seems just really late into the day or late into the cycle. I guess if we're going to be seeing uh, maybe the the Ghost Rider duo. Uh, maybe they'll pop up later in the show, but still, I like the idea of bringing in a supernatural element to Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it, I think it works out. I think it's going to work out well for them, especially at that 10 p.m. time slot. I, I do, and this is like a new phase of Marvel being supernatural. I mean, the TV, the the Netflix shows are doing it with the, mm-hmm. the, the ninjas that live forever, Doctor Strange, Agents of Shield. It's a new era of of of, of Marvel, like what they want to tell and. I don't know. I'm really excited to see what, what turns off. And I really think the all-new Ghost Rider would be a great way to do it and not a way anyone would expect with still, like, leaving the original Ghost Rider on the table to do whatever they want with later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really excited. So, if people want to look that up, do it. Feel free. Also, speaking of Marvel TV, Marvel's Luke Cage, a uh, confirmation that Netflix is taking the show and Mike Coulter, the actor, Luke Cage, to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. So I don't know if this. We, I don't think we talked about this last week. We've talked about so much via text message this week, Mike. I can't <laughs> keep track of where I am. But um, Netflix taking the show and Mike Coulter to San Diego Comic Con. That's really cool. Um, and what we might see at Comic Con, I don't know. Here is that there's confirmation that Mar- Daredevil season one is getting a Blu-ray release later this year. Oh, for the that's first cool. time. Are you happy that you can finally add it to your shelf? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Um, I, it's it's cool that I can get it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's not gonna really expire from Netflix. They own it. As long as I have Netflix, I have Daredevil, right? So yeah, I guess that's true. Um, the cover art has been released. Uh, I've included an image and notes. However, that is a UK cover art um, because of the rating systems in the bottom left. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the cover art is subject to change. But also, this is what eighteen months later, like. <laughs> It's a long time to wait for this to come out, so I don't know if I really want to get it or if it's even worth it in the long run. 
Yeah, I think they should at least whip up a new creative, like get some sort of like original art in there for uh, for the Daredevil background at least. You know, you have this this old basically an old property by today's standards. They should refresh it with some cool art. Yeah, especially because they have season two now. I mean, I don't know. Eighteen months is a long time to release it, and it might just be for other countries, other like areas rather than just America. Uh, because yeah, Netflix maybe. isn't available everywhere. Um, That's and, true. That that could be a possibility. So I, I totally I totally get why they're doing it, and but the it's just so late, and I just I don't need it, but I'll probably <laughs> get it. I, I I know I know who I am. <laughs> I know what I am, and it'll it'll go great up there with my other shows. <laughs> so uh, are you excited for the Han Solo film yet? Um, I, I I'm tentative. I'm tentative on it now. I just. He's a very iconic character to recast, but we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, so um, the concept artist for for a lot of Star Wars stuff, Ian McKaig, uh-huh. um, pronounced, has said that this is one of the best scripts he's ever read hmm. for a Star Wars movie, and that you know, I kind of believe him a little bit because this has been written by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote um, Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. and Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, who you know we Lego movie Spider Man movie coming up the anime he's all over the place and also Lawrence Kazan's son Joe Kazan so mm-hmm. I, I just there's a lot of good talent on this so I don't <laughs> yeah, think they're sure. really um, wasting I think their the, time those are all people that you could definitely trust writing a, um, a Star Wars script uh, I yeah I think that's awesome I lo- I love it also when uh when writers get more uh get more street cred because it's just like it, it seems like the director uh, always gets all the uh, all the praise, but it's just like, hey, someone had to write that awesome movie that you directed. So, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. I hope those guys. Uh, I hope those guys really uh, knock it out of the park. Yeah, I, I'm looking for some heart. I'm looking for some humor. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna cry. We're gonna you know make the castle run in less than twelve parsecs. That's all. Yeah. I can say. Oh, oh. What if we saw that happen in the movie? What if that, we actually that, got to see that happen? That's the whole movie is the yeah. Kessel Run, and, and, and he does it in less than 12 parts. Oh, and we finally man. learn what that oh, means. Oh, man. I just got so excited. And what if they, like, bury the lead through the whole movie? Like, at the very end of the movie, there's, like, this some sort of, like, um, like space chase going on. And then, like, w- as it's transpiring, you start to get the hints of, like, oh, someone drops the word, like, Kessel Run or something. You're like, holy shit, we're watching the Kessel Run right now. Uh, oh, man, it, it's it, this is Fast and Furious Star Wars edition because <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a movie about family, okay? And that's what those movies are about. They're about family, uh-huh. not fast ships making Kessel Runs. So <laughs> Maybe we get to find out what the hell a Kessel Run is yeah. and how you finish it quickly in, in distances and not time, which is, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I, I get that. You can take a shortcut, okay? I've played my fair share of Rush racing games on the <laughs> 64. So, oh well. Speaking of space battles, nope, totally not. Horrible segue time. <laughs> Mike's favorite movie coming up, Pacific Rim 2. Mm-hmm. Um, has a release date of February 23rd, 2018. Yeah, I love that this February time slot is getting crushed with awesome movies now. Um, they're just like, uh, d- uh, was Kingsman was April, wasn't it? No, it was it was it was Valentine's Day um, the year before Deadpool. 
Oh, okay. So, because I, I always try to give Kingsman the credit it deserves when it comes to bringing back those awesome rated R movies, but I, I always forget what month it came out. But yeah, Kingsman, Deadpool, Pacific Rim. I love that February has just become like a new month for awesome movies, so we don't have to wait for summer or like uh, December or November to get our awesome movies. Yeah, well, here's a fun fact. I actually just looked this movie up while I was... Well, while we were talking about this, uh-huh. apparently IMDb has the subtitle as Maelstrom, oh. Pacific Rim Maelstrom, and it has added Scott Eastwood as well back to the cast as long as as well as uh, John Boyega. So, uh, I guess that's a cool title. I don't know. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see Pacific Rim too. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see it? I want to see I, it. I know some people are, I guess, worried that uh, Del Toro's not on it. I'm not at all. I think the property can be adapted by that uh, new director. Uh, I forgot his name, but um, Stephen S. Knight. He did. Yeah. He worked on Daredevil season one. Yeah, he's um, definitely done good stuff. So I'm not too worried about it. He has it. done. I was talking with uh, Brian from Comic UI last night. We were talking about people who would make great directors. Scott Sn- or not Scott Snyder. Uh, Zack Snyder would make a great Pacific Rim 2 director because he knows how to make those big action scenes work, um, mm. to be honest. And, um, you know, we could also, you know, uh, if you want to add Michael Bay in there as well, Scott <laughs> Snyder, or not, it's not Scott nah. Snyder, Michael, Zack Snyder, Michael Bay production making Pacific Rim 2 would be the most explosive, destructive movie yeah. we've ever I don't, seen in our lives. I don't want Michael Bay touching my Pacific Rim movie. <laughs> oh, well, whatever, man. We'll get there. Uh, in, in other news, this is something you pass along to me here this week. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is, is is getting a release date for March 9th, 2018. So the yeah. sequel to Wreck-It Ralph is coming out. Man, Wreck-It Ralph's great. I love that first movie. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, classic arcades before we started uh, rolling the show today. And yeah, that first movie just did a great job. I love the heart of it. Uh, John C. Riley made a great Ralph uh, and I guess the news coming out for Wreck-It Ralph 2 is that they're going to be taking the characters to the internet. I don't know if they're necessarily just going to be in like Facebook the whole movie or a term of it, but I think they're go- doing like more like online gaming, probably just uh, up- upgrading the uh, types of games that they played in the last movie to more modern stuff. I mean, they kind of did that a little bit with that first-person shooter game, but I like this idea. This is really smart. And it made me feel, it made me feel a lot better that Wreck-It Ralph was doing this because uh, I offhandedly mentioned uh, to my wife the other week, uh, just it, an idea just popped in my head. I was just like, you know what? They've made a Lego movie and they're making a Tetris movie. Um, I feel like somebody out there is shopping around the idea of an emoji movie. And then I was like, I bet Hollywood's dumb enough to do that. And then just by happenstance, I just Googled if there was an emoji movie the other week. And yep, they're making one. And the plot is all about emojis that leave their emoji world and venture out into the app ecosystem on a phone. And I was just like, oh, God, that sounds so awful. But then I think about, oh, Wreck-It Ralph is probably going to do it way better because they're doing the internet. And I just hope Wreck-It Ralph smashes the emoji movie whenever that comes out, which could be in 2018. It's 2017, <laughs> August 2017. Uh, I didn't want to break the news to you. It's one of those news, like, I, I like to hide news from Mike, and this was one of those <laughs> things I wanted to hide from him. Um, uh, was, you, are, you are helping me. You're saving my sanity. Yeah, yeah. However, when he does find out, I can't be there to stop The him. only way they can make an emoji movie good is if they just totally rail on the emojis the whole movie. Just basically every character that comes across an emoji is just like, wow, these are so stupid. This is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> so I would like that. Maybe So maybe the embodiment 
of like I don't know the Google Drive app like just walks up to an emoji and just be like you're stupid I don't know like that I might find that entertaining little little fun fact I was digging through our website coding as Mike has disabled emojis on our that's our right website, that's so. right I don't know what WordPress was thinking of making that shit standard because that slows down the site because you have to load in that whole library yeah, yeah I, di- so I disabled that <laughs> I did see that in the coding this week and I'm like I know where Mike stands on the emoji <laughs> movie now so well, the, the problem is it's just like everything out there they have just been overused to death like just like hashtags i'm gonna go on a rant for a second here so i'll start with the hashtag first the hashtag was only invented to be a a searchable term you're supposed to be tagging things with key with key phrases i like how you're adding to the the show notes right now i am (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's what they were and then they, inv- they then they evolved into something kind of unique of like almost like joke punchlines like people could write out a tweet or something oh my god uh, i had a, uh, i taught a social media class at work this week about hashtags and everyone <laughs> no one got it like this is a search term this is not a fun thing to do like yeah but continue, like, sorry like so sometimes people could really nail the hashtag with a good joke a good a good line but then people got on Instagram, and then everything got worse because there's no character limit on, on Instagram. So people just tag the crap out of it of things that like somebody. I think somebody hashtag just like a random like just a random term that just tangentially related to their photo. And I just want to go up to them and shake them mercifully and just say, "Do you think anybody is ever gonna search this hashtag of like I don't know?" Uh, like wall socket i don't know it's just these random things it's just like what are you doing but anyway that just goes into the whole aspect of just over usage people have just like overused emojis to death there's like 30 emojis like i have to decipher all of these cryptic hieroglyphics to determine what your emotion is on this subject i don't know just stick to one or two like i think the rule of threes works for so many things out there in the universe stick to three hashtags stick to a max of three emojis and i think the internet will be a better place and no emoji movie go see record out too i don't i'm just going off i'm spinning my wheels so, here what's the, what's the next topic <laughs> so stick to three emoji movies is what you're saying oh I no mean, no well, it probably so- would be a trilogy too <laughs> well, that actually brings us to our next point, Mike. I was segueing here to Pixar Studios. Uh, okay. No more sequels for the movies after they complete the next three movies with sequels. Okay. So, so Toy Story 4 will be the last quote-unquote Toy Story sequel. Incredibles 2 will be the last Incredibles. And Cars 3, thank God, will be <laughs> the last Cars sequel for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we won't be getting that uh, good dinosaur sequel, uh, the uh, Inside Out sequel. Which is uh, fine. Which no, is fine. No up to, or <laughs> or um, I I want a Monsters Inc. one that's in the future and not not the past, but but whatever. Well, either way, no more sequels for Pixar after they complete three more sequels. So, we'll we'll see what's on their radar, uh, for that. And I guess Finding Dory just came out. That was another sequel they just did, which is apparently taking the box office by storm this weekend on the holiday weekend. So, ugh. <laughs> And speaking of movies, things that should not be, this was actually the first bit of news I put in the notes this week. Um, because if I start the notes off with something totally irrelevant and stupid, everything else fills out really nicely. <laughs> if, if I try to start off with something awesome, that's the only bit of news we get that week. So uh, the Trolls movie trailer, Trolls, you know, little, <laughs> little dolls with hair that you comb and they have so here. It's a movie coming out made by mm-hmm. the people who made Shrek. And I can kind of see a little bit of that in there. Um, it's a musical movie, 
that looks a lot like Smurfs meets Trolls meets an acid trip meets Justin Timberlake <laughs> selling his new album through a movie. That, that's really all I got here. I think the Smurfs is a very good way to kind of set the stage for it. I mean, I can't imagine we're going to be speaking too intelligently about the Trolls movie ever again after this. But uh, it seems like it might be a little bit more competent than the than the um, the Smurfs movie. It seems like they're maybe taking a little bit more of like, oh, we're just going to tell a story, and then Trolls just happen to be the characters. Um, whereas I think the Smurfs were just like all Smurfed out the whole movie. I wouldn't know. I never saw the movie. But, I, I mean, I, this movie is not something I don't think I'm going to go see at all. Well, uh, my, my, <laughs> my future wife is a big Justin Timberlake fan, and uh, if anything, that might be the reason why. But I um, mean, I'm a big Anna Kendrick fan, but I, I'm not going to go see the Trolls movie just I to think hear her voice. This, this <laughs> might be like Angry Birds. Um, I'll get it when it's on home release. And like yeah, did you go see the Angry Birds? I haven't even seen that no. movie. No, I have, I, I have it downloaded through, through Means, and I haven't watched it yet, so... Because I spent three hours watching Batman v Superman last night. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah. So trolls. The movie trailers in our notes. It's bright and colorful and very acid trippy, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so that's our last bit of news for the day. We end on a on an okay note. So. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, we. I can't believe Stream Broccoli made an epic return in the middle of of the Wreck It Ralph segment this week but, but sometimes I just, I just i just got to get my thoughts out there and if people want to know more of your thoughts and your musings throughout the week mike where can they follow you well they can follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and as always you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. chris chris are you ready for your wedding yeah <laughs> as you as you're knocking your microphone around over there, well, no, I'm just tapping my fingers on the table. I'm like, am well, I? Am I ready? If, am I? If, yes, I am. If people want to make sure you go through with it, <laughs> where can oh. they follow you? <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, I don't think I'm gonna. I'm we're, sorry, we're not gonna live tweet my wedding. Okay, oh but, man, just give right. me your phone. I'll live tweet for you. Yeah, do a Facebook live video of the wedding. That's, <laughs> that's really all I've ever wanted. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N or read stuff at Comic UI that we do. Um, and yeah, that's. That's about it. I don't know what else is going on. But where can people find us? People are interested in Superhero Slate. They're listening to us now. But maybe they want to be a super fan. Where can they share the show with people? Man, as I say every week, and I'm trying to get this down, packed. I'll probably never be able to do it from memory because I'm a, I'm a just a transfixed on the copy here. As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the places we put the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us right in your email inbox and subscribe with your email address. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review. That really helps out the show, helps us get some new listeners. And if you're a super fan of the show, and we got some awesome super fans out there, just share the show with a friend. Share the share the show with a buddy. You might be at some cookouts this weekend. Might be having some awkward conversations about uh, about hamburger buns and hot dogs. And you're like, oh, let's segue this conversation to something that I enjoy a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is superheroes. And then you can talk about uh, what we talked about on the show. Yeah. Get you a but, Bluetooth speaker, put it by the grill, and just turn us up, man. <laughs> no, don't do, don't do that. As much as as much as I would love <laughs> to hear about somebody do that, don't go to a barbecue and put a podcast on. That is like the worst thing you could do. You don't know until you try. I'm going to go to my own barbecue and put my own podcast on. That's how, like, 
self-referential <laughs> I am. All right, Kanye. Well, uh, oh. uh, I guess uh, stay tuned for our uh, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Cut spoiler cast. We're going to talk about the additional scenes added to that. And stay tuned for next week for whatever type of episode we're yeah. going to put out for uh, this uh, wedding edition. Wild card, bitches. <laughs> Wild card wedding edition. So, But whether whatever happens there, we'll be back to normal for episode uh, 79. And we'll be we're yes. coming up on that Ghostbusters spoiler cast too. God, so. that ecto cooler staring me in the face. Man. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we'll we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. What did I say? I don't remember. I put a time code in. Something about balls, probably.